everybody. Uh, welcome back to Living with MS Truth Be Told. I'm your host, Marie Heron. Um, today we have uh, Dan and Jennifer Digman um, on the show, and we're so very happy to have you, Jan, uh, Jennifer and Dan. Yeah, that's like a, a benefit thing. I'm calling you Jan. <laughs> Uh, just a little bit about the Digmans. There are two million stories of people living with multiple sclerosis worldwide. The great thing about the Internet is that it tightens the circle of people living with MS and allows us to connect and share our stories and experiences. The story that I would like to share is that of Dan and Jennifer Digman. The Digmans have a compelling story. They met at a National MS Society event. Jennifer was a group leader, and Dan was attending the event. The two met fell in love and were married in 2005 so welcome dan and jennifer <laughs> well, thank you thank you so much for having us this is we're really really great to be here yeah good morning marie thank okay hi yeah okay so you saw i just gave you a celebrity couple a celebrity couple name there right i called you jan <laughs> Bye. thank, thank you, you. <laughs> Jennifer, yeah, Jennifer. Um, okay, I know you two met. Um, did either of you have reservations that this would be too hard? I, I didn't. I mean, I think it's um, well. You know, obviously, those are things that you think about. But I think um, I, for me, I just knew. I've, I had I had no reservations because I had no idea that Dan was interested. And I just thought he was a, a cute man with a, with an MS story and his fellow MS self-help group leader. So I had no idea. And the only time I can think I ever had reservations, honestly, and I hope Dan doesn't mind me rehashing this story, but the first time he was helping me make a transfer in our bathroom, shortly after we got married, and I fell. Right. And I really, I really thought... Heavens, this is going to be hard, and maybe, Dan, is this really what you want to do? You know, it's not too late. We can get our marriage annulled. And it was, I was being a dramatic bastard case, and Dan's like, nope, I'm in this for the long haul, and so are you. So yeah, he did say it in a forceful way like that. But. Yeah, I love, yeah, so what I'm hearing is that in the beginning of the relationship, Dan's playing hard to bat, get, um, and he's being coy. <laughs> Is that what yeah. I'm hearing? Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, I'm reading. Thank you so much for sharing that, Jennifer. I really appreciate it because I know myself with my husband, sometimes when I have a flare up and my balance is affected and, you know, I mean, people think this is, people who don't have MS thinks it's hilarious because I'll say, well, Bruce and I have to shower together because, you know, he has to help me, you know, shampoo my hair because, you know, if you have balance problems and you're sticking. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and, you know, I mean, it's just wonderful uh, when you have someone in your life who supports you uh, to the point where that's not a problem, you know, and uh, I'm so happy that you, that you shared that story. I'm reading a yeah. book. Sorry. Did you want to say something, Dan? Oh no! I I think it's just one of the things where yeah, you just you you move forward, and I think that's where you know communication is key. Just that you know it, it, incidents like where if she falls or things like that, it's like I get mad at myself or you're frustrated. But just in the the, the communication, she you know when we're first married, she thinks I'm mad at her, and it's just like it has nothing to do with her. It's just the situation, and so we you know we regroup and we we move forward. 
Yeah, no, I un- I understand that. Um, thanks for sharing because I know myself. Uh, sometimes if I fall in with my husband, I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry, and he's like, why are you sorry? He goes, I wasn't, you know, I, I should have been there to catch you. So I understand that, and I, and I really want to thank you for sharing it. I think it's really important that uh, you know people who are living with people with MS, um, you know, get that that um, you know that your partners as mad at they're not mad at you they're also mad at themselves and I think that's really important yep. that people understand I'm reading a book right now by an amazing author out of Wales um, and it's called Shuffling in Flats the author speaks to only people with MS know how it feels and the challenges we can face two of you both of you have MS and each we know each case is different how do either of you get to the space where you can understand and support each other I think that a lot of that is just I don't I don't understand specifically what Jennifer's dealing with. I mean, obviously, it's like we can relate. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know what it's like to not be able to walk, but you know, right. likewise, she doesn't know what it's like to have to constantly help a woman with activities of daily life and. And just the number of times a day I ask Dan for help, and he never says, oh, I'm tired, not today. You know, he always has to be willing to help me, and and actually vice versa. I want to be as helpful to him as possible. But I think we may not understand exactly what the other person is going through, but because we both have MS, we have a little more understanding than the average couple. Yeah, and, and you both have different symptoms. I know uh, sometimes when I read blogs on the MS pages and people will be saying, oh, I have, I, you know, I need, I need to, to take my marijuana because I'm in pain. I'm very fortunate I don't have pain. Um, and so that's what I'm, I'm trying to think, that's what I'm trying to ask is do you two find that you have uh, vastly different symptoms or, you know, fairly close? Dan has, um, he has more problems with his hands and it's, Right. Humory, I'm fortunate, not good. I don't have a great deal. I don't really have any pain. Okay. And I had awful pain when I had trigeminal neuralgia a few years ago, but fortunately, gamma knife surgery helped eliminate that. Right. Most of my symptoms are weakness and spasticity. Right. And I think I'm just, and I, my, yeah, my hands and feet are are really, really numb, and so you just, you know, you just, it's like, you know, play through the pain, I guess, but yeah, but, but she gets it, she understands, and I think that, you know, likewise, I mean, I, yeah, we just both, it's really just more empathy, because, you know, you know, with, with MS, I could wake up and not be able to walk tomorrow, or she could wake up and not be able to feel her hands, you know, it's just yeah, like, it's exactly. that unpredictable, yeah. so you, 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 you emphasize, I think empathy is a huge huge thing. Yeah, absolutely. And it it is. I mean, it's a crazy, crazy disease. I remember one time, and I was saying this to my husband recently, I remember one time for about four or five, six weeks, I couldn't taste anything. Like, my taste buds were numb. (laughs) And did it make me lose weight? No. (laughs) I just kept eating to see if it would get better. (laughs) You know, no, seriously, you would think you can't taste anything, so you'd lose weight. But no, not Marie. (laughs) No, because you're, you're continually trying to see if you're going to get it back. That's right. And you know what? After like eight boxes of chocolates, I still couldn't feel. 
That's that. I'm I'm a I'm a woman after you. I would be like, babe, let's try one more box of chocolate. Yeah, that's right. Maybe my taste buds will come back. <laughs> I'm not I'm not quitting on my taste buds. <laughs> Yeah, the power—the power of positivity, right? If I—if I just—if I just need another uh, bar chocolate, yeah. Okay, now, are you a self—are you self-staining as a couple, um, or do you have extended family that comes in and helps? Or when you're in Michigan, we're fortunate that there's a program where I have caregivers Mm -hmm. that come into the house um, five days out of the week. Um, while Dan is working, I have a caregiver who can assist me to use the bathroom and to cook and just do those those little things that I'm no longer able to do by myself. But come the weekend, it's just Dan and I, Dan yeah. and me. And, 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 and a nosy podcaster who, who intrudes on your Saturday morning. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, this, no, is, this is fun. It's fun to talk with you. Uh, both think, you of know, both of you feel that you're you're in a very empowering empowering position. What is a reoccurring theme uh, to to the questions? But I'm sure that you know because the two of you um, are so active in the MS community, you're held up as an example of a great, wonderful relationship. What are some of the questions that uh, people ask you? I think um, Jennifer kind of smiles like she. I. I think that's how do we how do we keep moving forward? And I think it is a question of you know people a lot of times feel that or I don't know if they if they're they we have like a self help group and they feel jealous of us because we have a spouse that understands mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and gets it. But and and I think that sometimes um, people just want to know how do you find the happiness? How do you do that? And I think that um, the one thing that we've always found is that yeah we got lucky but you know the whole reason we found each other is that you know we were diagnosed with MS and we didn't shut ourselves off from the rest of the world and didn't like um clam up because yeah we're 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 lucky that we have each other but we didn't find each other by sitting at home um worrying about things or being scared about what this disease would do for us it's like just more taking control of your own taking control of the disease as best as you can and and maintaining your connection I think that's very important is you know even if right now I can't drive a car okay and it's difficult for me to leave the house sometimes especially in snowy winter but you know through the internet there are so many social media sites where we can stay connected and I think that that's really important for both of us. I think I think that's one of the best messages you can give to anybody who's living with MS that, you know, not to be shut off, get out and, um, you know, participate in things. Um, try to meet as many people as possible. Um, you know, don't 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 isolate yourself. I think isolation is 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 deadly. And um, you know, I love that you guys are so involved and that we're able to um, get this message out to anybody that you know it doesn't have to be an MS group per se. But if you can even join, you know, a Trivial Pursuit Club or you know yep. anything where you're you're engaging in people because it can be isolating. You know, it really can. Yeah. Absolutely. And there are so many 
different ways to stay connected. And that's really important in our community. If you if you ever feel isolated, then you obviously haven't reached out to the MS community because I think we all have stories we want to share, but we also want to hear other people's stories because we learn so much from each other. Right. I was in London um, a couple of a couple of weeks a couple of months ago, and um, my husband was in Nepal, and you know he was flying into London. I had come down from Scotland, and that one day I was alone, and I was feeling so sorry for myself. And I actually reached out to one of the MS blog, uh, one of the MS Facebook pages, and I said, "Oh, I'm feeling really lonely," and blah blah blah. And the amount of prayers I got back, I, mean, I didn't even yeah. know these people, right? Yeah. But I just got back so many prayers, and oh, Marie, we're thinking of you. And by Tuesday, I was fine. You know, yeah. it's it's amazing. It's amazing it, how how great this community can be. It's unfortunate that it took a a diagnosis with a yucky disease, a really difficult disease. But look what we get the upside is this warm community that's always embracing and welcoming to right. to its members. Yeah. Um, do you, are you aware of any other couples that, that are living with MS or the husband and wife or both both have MS? We, you know, in in time we, we've heard of and actually met when we were down, um, we, we presented at a conference in Tulsa, and um, afterwards one of the um, volunteers came up and she said that she and her husband both have multiple sclerosis. Um, and I know that there's, I think there are a couple other that, you know, you hear about, you read about, you connect with online. Um, but I think, I, I don't know how many others, because that, 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 were di- they were diagnosed after they were married. I think, um, you know, we went into this knowing, you know, it's like in sickness mm-hmm. and in sickness, you know, our wedding vows and stuff that, you know, we both had multiple sclerosis when we um, got married. But I think that, you know, there's those, some people or of the couples we know, maybe they got married and one of them had multiple sclerosis. And then just over time, the spouse was diagnosed. But, oh, okay. Um, Okay. Do you receive many questions from single people with MS about navigating the dating scene? Um, single people about navigating with MS? Navigating dating? the dating scene. You know, because people who have MS, do they ask you questions about, um, how do you, you know, what's your advice on dating with MS? Dan can handle this. <laughs> Well, we, we, I mean, we, as far as like asking in terms of diagnosis, you know, I think a lot of times it is people want to know what, when, when do you, when do you break the news? When do you tell when do you them disclose, when, when yeah. is it appropriate? Um, I think um, the advice always is the, the sooner the better. Um, I think that that's, um, you know, truly it's just like, it's nothing you did. It's nothing you did to yourself. It happened as part of who you are. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the big thing is when you're in a relationship, when you're dating, don't let the MS be the focus of your relationship. It's, 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 it's a part of, but not a focus. You know, you focus on the couple. I mean, we, um, we have a hard time avoiding, um, out in public, you know, the MS, um, not label, but you know, we're, we're very open about our multiple sclerosis, and um, and so 
but I think just to make it so people aren't seeing the disease, you, they're seeing you as a person. Right. So I think that's where maybe that's part of what we maybe we as people with MS, there's always the um, temptation to overshare or make it a bigger deal than it. Obviously, yeah, MS is a huge deal, but at the same time, I always say don't give the disease more credit than it deserves. Good advice. Good advice. Yeah. Um, I know myself, um, and I would say that, you know, if I was giving people advice, it would be like, be friends with a person for a long time before, you know, you guys get into a relationship. I'm friends with my husband for a long time before we started dating. So he already knew. Um, so I didn't have to disclose that. But I, I just can't imagine, uh, you know, falling in love with or really having, you know, seeing something you want to get something going and then you have to tell them um and i know a lot of young people struggle with that so thanks very much for for giving us some advice there um what relationship tips do you want to give to our truth be told community again like dan said don't give the disease more credit than it deserves humor is super important don't lose your sense of humor and Never, never undervalue staying in and taking it easy um, as a couple, you know, just meet each other where you are. You know, if you're having a bad MS day, I'm sure anyone that you're dating would say, hey, we can just order in food and watch TV or take it easy, you know, just, just if you want to date someone. Be flexible, and likewise, mm-hmm. hopefully, the other person will be. Yeah, just just be understanding of each other, and just know that um, it's not everybody has issues, and, and I everybody think that's where something. you know we we always you know those of us us with MS think that we're the only ones who are dealing with challenges, I and mean, so these are things that people deal with challenges all the time. It's just like these just happen to be you know our ready-made set plans of, or challenges that we will have and I think it's just just live your life and you know date and you know don't it's just relationships are challenging enough I mean this this is just part of the relationship right right and and I, and I know you'll probably agree with me you know the statistics are that you know 80% of people with MS don't end up in wheelchairs um, and I find with me um, because I had relapsing remitting until I was about 55 you know, oh no, sorry, I'm not 55, 45. Um, and then I started slipping into secondary progressive, which kind of dovetailed into when I got, when I started getting older. Um, and so I think you're right in so far as, um, you know, you might be making, you know, a tempest out of a teapot because you have no way of knowing how this disease is going to go. Um, or well, I always, I always like to say, um, I was diagnosed and, Five years after my diagnosis, I started using a wheelchair. Okay. It wasn't a choice, but I that was a necessity. Mm-hmm. And I met Dan. He has never known me to walk. And he is the man of my dreams. And the wheelchair did not keep me from him. And he never saw me differently because I was in a wheelchair. And mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't say that like, oh, there's hope, you know. But if it's the right person, the right person will love you right where you are. 
Oh, and I love you two so much. This is so amazing. Thank you. A great story. Love it. Um, thank you so much for coming on this morning. Um, now, Thanks for do you, having us. Okay, have you written books? No, first of all, Jennifer, tell us about your photography. Photography? Yeah, is it? Oh, maybe I researched something. No, you've written, you guys write articles and... and, and yes. Yeah, we wrote, we wrote a book... Um, about five years ago. Okay. And it seems like yeah, it's been it seems like forever ago because it feels like we've been talking about writing a second book for at least four years. And we're just like, ah, okay, maybe tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow we'll write a book. Maybe tomorrow. And then it's just... Then um, but we've been very fortunate to be able to share our stories and things that we've gone through on many different social media platforms. And so we do that. And Dan and I have traveled quite a bit here in the United States and that's something that I again you know because I'm a huge activist for wheelchairs um, wheelchair users I have I have flown and I use the power chair and again Dan and I are really big activists um, or not activists advocates advocates and I think it's just to, just to do um, like what we're doing with you today is just to just to show people that you know, there is life after an MS diagnosis. Mm -hmm. And so we, um, you know, we speak at conferences. We um, go and just present. We write books just to show that I think when I was diagnosed, there wasn't a whole lot of information out there about, like, more positive stories with multiple sclerosis. And I don't want to have, like, Pollyanna life that will always be happy. But it's just like I want to have real stories to where it's just like yeah this disease sucks but it's just like have faith in yourself that you're going to be able to um dig yourself out and make and be awesome and so dan, that's just what it yeah dan i'm sorry but can i ask you what year were you diagnosed i was diagnosed in 2000 okay so you were diagnosed in 2000 um and there has been so much research and so many um you know different mm -hmm. methods and drugs that have come on in 1984 and i think you've heard my story i said am yeah. i gonna die and they're like we don't know and i'm like oh this sucks <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah you know that that's a, that's a tough one <laughs> yes i remember when i first went to a support group meeting and the woman that was leading the meeting had been diagnosed in the 80s as well. And I was diagnosed in 97. And she said, oh, Jennifer, this is a great time to be diagnosed with MS, which is just silly or funny to say. But she was right. There were so many medications. That's and, right. Yeah. You know, in the 20 years since I've been diagnosed, there's treatment options for people with progressive MS as well as relapsing or many. So it is a great time to be diagnosed. There's a lot of things on the horizon. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely, and that's one of the you know that's another uh, another topic that we are going to be covering at some point. Um, so today, when this is aired, it'll or drop rather. It'll probably be February, which will be Relationships Month. And I want to thank you so much for sharing your relationship. What's the name of your book, and how do we find it? The name of the book is uh, Despite MS. To spite MS. To spite? Yeah, it's despite like D E yeah. S P I T E mm -hmm. M S uh to spite MS. Okay. Good. And and it's available, it's on our website. You can order it through there and that our website is Dan and Jennifer Digman dot com. Mm-hmm. 
And if anyone would like to reach out, um, any comments or any questions, I mean, no kidding, Dan and I are an open book. No pun intended. (laughs) Yeah, no pun intended. And you can reach out to us because, again, the connections make this disease easier to handle. And especially, I mean, especially when you're talking about um, just relationships and marriage and everything, it's just like that, you know, we'll, just that we can, we we understand it from both perspectives as a caregiver and and as somebody living with multiple sclerosis. And because, yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's times that Jennifer says, even though she has MS, she doesn't, you know, totally understand what I deal with. But I think, um, and likewise, and so I think it's just a matter of just being open and communicating and finding the, the support and help that you need to make it through. Great message. So I want to thank the two of you so, so much um, for being on the thank show this morning. Us. I think there were many messages there that's going to really benefit our listeners and have a wonderful day. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.